We're under the microscope this evening here on Metro FM Talk and uh, taking a look at uh, a dispute here that's been declared in the Central Bargaining Forum between ESCOM and the trade unions, uh, the NUM, the NUMSA, and Solidarity. Now, ESCOM has said uh, that uh, their proposed 1.5% uh, uh, wage increase offer uh, was a conditional on unions agreeing to a proposed downward variation of some benefits, including overtime pay, travel allowances, and employee transfer costs, and that this offer is final. Now, uh, joining me on the line to take a look at this is uh, the National Energy Sector Coordinator at NUMSA, Vuyo Pikicha. Vuyo, good evening to you and welcome. Yes, Tuma, good evening, Amir. Yes, Utendo Ayabong. Yes, Ayabong, okay. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, maybe, maybe, Vuyo, let's start off here. Um, I mean, when you hear... ESCOM, um, so early on in the wage negotiation process saying, you know, 1.5% um, and some of your benefits and that's it. That's a final offer. Um, enough to declare a dispute at this point. Uh, what do you say as the NUMSA? I mean, well, what impression does that give you? Uh, today, with uh, our last discussion with ESCOM uh, on the wage negotiations and uh, the point that we today was that ESCOM had today a dispute against the unions and the three unions, NUMSA and then NUM and Solidarity. And the point is that we were at the point that we were trying to negotiate with ESCOM and uh, we revised our offers, which was yesterday, and it was, it was a surprise really that they uh, declared the dispute against us. Mm. So, so let dispute it declare Nina Senate revisor of only yesterday uh, afternoon. We waited today for a, a reverse offer from their side, and the, okay. the, 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 it wasn't uh, after the point. Yeah, yeah. So, so what's the next step from here? I mean, you know, if you were hoping, I guess, because at the Lendo, you must leave something on the table. You were hoping that they would come with an offer, you would come with a counter offer, and it would be that back and forth. That is part and parcel of a negotiation. What happens when a dispute has been declared? I guess for the benefit of some of our listeners who might not be familiar with the labor law on this question. Uh, what, what, what what's going to happen uh, is that. Since this uh, is the case uh, today, and they refuse to negotiate, we are eyeing uh, our options what, what is the way forward in, in terms of what they've done today. But the point is that we're going to go on to a dispute, and then uh, the same is going to decide what's going to happen going forward. Mm. So, I mean, this might, I guess, end up at the CCMA where you might continue to try and find yourselves or find each other with the, the employer. Uh, but as a trade union, I mean, are you also sticking, I guess, to, to your own uh, wage demand alongside the NUM? 15% wage increase um, and, of course, some of uh, the retention of some of your benefits here. Yes, yes, that's true. Uh, we, we are going to check out our members in our structures, what's the way forward? But the point that we are preferring to fight against SCOM in any uh, means possible. Mm, mm. That's going to be but all of this, yeah. going forward. Yeah, yeah. So, so, and and, and your sense, I mean, uh, of um, I guess how how that will unfold because I mean, one point five percent, no, fifteen percent. 
Sancho needs a space in, in between those, those numbers. No, that's true. Uh, the point that we have raised yesterday, uh, before we get into the situation that we arrived uh, today, was that we have lowered our demand from 50% to 12%. Okay. And uh, that's why it was a surprise that ESCOM uh, came to uh, the conclusion of the of, of the negotiation in terms that that they are declaring a dispute. We didn't expect that, but anyway, uh, we're gonna we're gonna soldier forward in terms of mm. uh, what are our options, our members, and the law, and we're gonna come and and, and say what's going to happen. Mm. A, a lot of us as South Africans, I mean, you know, Slelebumnyameni. Uh, uh, many homes are in the dark, um, and many people are thinking back on the 2018 wage negotiations. Uh, and I remember, mm. I mean, a very scared Pagamani Hatebe during that uh, one of those uh, incidences we, we saw on the TV screen, um, and some of the disruptions that were associated with that. Um, from where you're sitting, I mean, if you look at this, ESCOM saying it's final, and actually even 1.5% needs you to cut back on overtime, some of the allowances as well. Uh, it does seem like the stage might be set for the collision we saw in 2018. Uh, do you get a sense that your members are open for that? Uh, I wouldn't know what, what, what we're talking about, uh, about the collision in 2018, but the point is that as, as, as a union, as members, we would always defend our positions mm. and we always uh, want to improve our condition of employment and uh, we'll do anything that's possible, legally possible, and to make sure that mm. uh, we gain a uh, position that will uh, support the members' uh, uh, coalition of the men. Yeah, yeah. And I guess, yeah, yeah, maybe collision is not the right word. Um, and, and maybe, so, it's a spark, okay, collision. But, but there was certainly uh, some contentious negotiating in 2018 uh, to carve out and to arrive at the deal that was arrived at. Yes, we were in the discussions uh, with ESCOM and uh, and Hatteb and others, including the ministers mm. uh, of public enterprise. But the point is that we always uh, try and improve on the conditions of the workers uh, in terms mm. of benefits and conditions of employment. We always do that. Mm. But what do you say to people who say to you, your demand is unrealistic? Um, Ufunano, 12% is unrealistic when inflation is at 4.4%, but also when you're negotiating with an employer that is sitting on over 450 billion rand in debt, can't keep the lights on, the entire economy is on their shoulders. What, what do you say to that? At the issue of the, the debt, uh, I would always be contested. And part of the conversation is that the debt was never discussed with us or agreed with us. The debt could part of the debt is that uh, it's uh, illegitimate. And we've asked to come to have a discussion on the issue of the debt, and it's come even today has refused to have a discussion on that part. We said, give us the breakdown of the debt. What's the debt? What are the components? What is legitimate in the debt? What is not illegitimate in the debt? Mm. And when you say illegitimate, you mean from state capture, from from money, BYA, or in that kind of thing? That, that, that's correct. Part of the debt is corruption. So we, we, we could not ask the workers and the country to uh, to be burdened on the debt that is uh, not legitimate. Mm -hmm. We open for a discussion on the debt, 
and 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 Eskom is refusing to do that. That's what we asked them uh, even yesterday. And and what was their response? We asked for a breakdown on the debt, and 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 they've not uh, responded and answered on, on that issue. So we're surprised today when they they, they closed down the negotiations. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. So so. Then I guess the, the other issue, you know, is, is also about this restructuring of ESCOM. I mean, I would think when you go and negotiate, it's not just about the money, but it's also about conditions of work. And I know of very few restructuring processes in the world that have not reorganized production. Uh, your views as the NOMSA just on the implications of this restructuring, of cutting up ESCOM into transmission, uh, generation and uh, distribution, and what that is going to mean for the organization of work of many of your members. You speak about the unbundling uh, of ESCOM. Yes, the unbundling, yeah. No, no, we have always said as NUMSA, and uh, not only us, all the unions in ESCOM have said, we, don't, we would never agree on the unbundling and the restructuring of ESCOM mm. and the breaking of ESCOM into pieces. And we have said that... But it's, but it seems... We Sorry. No, no, I'm just saying it seems like the process is moving. I mean, if you hear the minister, Pravin Gordon, or even the CEO, it seems that it's a process that is gathering steam and moving ahead. The first issue uh, would be that ESCOM is agreed in all our discussions up to this point now today that that issue of unbundling or restructuring has never mm. been discussed or consulted with the unions. That's the general consensus between the unions, the three unions and ESCOM, that it's not being consulted with. And secondly, we have said that we need a framework to do that. And we're busy with the framework of saying that if in ESCOM there must be unbundling, and what must be the framework? Oh, well, that's, what the, that's where the discussions are at the level, at mm, the moment. Mm. So, so you're saying until this matter is brought to you formally as our civilians, uh, you're not going to entertain it, you, you've indicated you disagree with it, um, and it hasn't been brought to your attention, formally. No, no, we, we, we've started discussions in terms of a framework on that issue of the unbundling. But the point is that mm. unbundling has not been discussed. As come we've done that unilaterally as, as, as far as we're concerned. And we are, we are now checking at our options as well. What must we do to deal with the, with the unbundling? That has so far happened. That's where we are at the moment as, 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 as NUMSA. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and I guess, I mean, this, this issue is also intimately related to this issue of a just energy transition or a just climate transition, as people say, um, and the issue just of around green jobs as well. I mean, uh, uh, what's your view on that? Because a lot of people speak about the ESCOM salary structure or even the headcount as uh, uh, you know, overburdening on the entity. There's too many people who work there. There's redundancies. Your view on that, and also, I guess, the view of future jobs in this sector that might come with the IRP and the green uh, economy, if at all. I think the first thing to to to, to deal with is that where we sit now in as common terms of uh, jobs and the, and 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 the over what we're saying is that. Eskom has got too much um, <coughs> headcount. In terms of headcount, Eskom has said to us 
that we are understaffed. That's the position that we have now with ESCOM. Mm-hmm. In terms of the representation they've made, they've said that we, we are understaffed as far as like 10,000 members, workers, from 2016 to 2026. We are short of workers in ESCOM. That's the position that we have. So to be saying that we are, we are overstaffed, that, 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 that it doesn't start to work. So we don't agree with that. But their own presentation is saying that we are understaffed. And in terms of clean jobs and uh, renewables and, and the stuff, we agree as a union that we can talk about that. Mm. And, and and what shape, I mean, I mean, you, you speak about social ownership, Nino uh, Umsa. Uh, and socialization, I guess, of uh, of renewable investments and, and those jobs. Uh, whereas one would argue that there's a different market paradigm underway that has locked in ESCOM into agreements where they're going to have to buy some of this energy, irrespective of who's producing it. My opposition is that we support renewable energy, and uh, but we don't support the IPP and prioritize the power producers. We, we we accept that there must be renewable energies, but it must be under uh, public ownership and social mm. ownership, and government and, oh. uh, and, 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 and the public sector and, and, and municipalities must run that and direct that and control that, not private ownership. Yeah, mm. mm. Bravo for taking time out to speak to us this evening. We're certainly going to be watching this story very closely, and I hope... This is not the last time we speak to you about this issue because we do hope that it will be resolved in a speedy fashion. Uh, thank you very much for your time. And Numsa will always be there, yeah. Thanks, Ebon. Sure, sure. Uh, I like that part at the end. But yeah, the organization, just to remind our Bakungis of Pindi Balek. That being said, folks, uh, we've come to the end of our discussions on this wednesday and uh, as always a real pleasure to uh, have these discussions with yourselves and uh, the conversation no doubt continues uh, uh, both uh, on uh, this platform and uh, we'll be back with you same time same place and also on amakaso uh, Luano out on the interwebs on social media uh, may the discussions continue there we're gonna have to leave it there folks for this evening the man with the music is standing by he's your soulful accompaniment from uh, 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 nine right through to midnight big thank you uh, to uh, dj jaws not Chola, for putting together this great product you have yourself a great evening take strength my africa